0: Voodoo dolls, hexes, curses, love spells, money potions, people out in the swamp, dancing around a bonfire in the middle of the night, rolling, jerking around, turning, twisting, being possessed by gods and spirits. Is that voodoo to you? I think another question would be, hoodoo voodoo. I'm your host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster and paranormal, and I welcome you to... Thanks, and Folklore, our voodoo series. I'm a horror writer from the dark haunted swamps of Louisiana. I welcome you to my terrifying world. And I also welcome you to check out my books on Amazon, beginning with Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story, that series one, or volume one rather, of the Beaker series, which is a horror comedy series about a punk rock band who are not the greatest musicians, but they keep falling into trouble with supernatural creatures of the night. It's horror, it's comedy, it's super entertaining. And there's a six-part series. Parts three are out. Part four, volume four, is about to come out any day now. Also, uh, check out my editing company, PolishedNovels.com. Don't even think of sending your manuscript out into the world without a professional editor like me. That's where I come in. So, welcome back to the, uh, to the studio here in the basement of the Haunted Castle in... Um, well, sorry, haunted castle. supposed to say abandoned castle, but I'm beginning to wonder about the haunted part. Uh, here in the middle of the forest that I ran across one day and took over as a studio. Um, so, we're talking voodoo. Welcome back to our look at voodoo. Serie so Part 1 talked about Haitian voodoo and a little bit about the background of voodoo. Just to recap, voodoo is a real religion. It's kind of an amalgamation of real African religions uh, combined often with Roman Catholicism. Because, as you know, the Africans were brought to the New World, not exactly uh, voluntarily. And, uh, you know, their 400-year unpaid internship, uh, you know, by the white Europeans, uh, Europeans who forced Catholicism and and Protestantism, depending on the area, onto the slaves. They combined this with their native African religions, or their inherent African religions, and some other things. And voodoo became its own religion in the New World. And it's... Uh, it certainly has a lot of similarities with the original African religions, but it's taken on parts of the Western world also. We looked at some interesting loa, the spirits, who possess the dancers and the worshipers. They mount them, is what it's called. The worshipers call the horse, le cheval and the monte. In French, when you monte and cheval, you mount a horse, is when the verb used for ride a horse, so they mount them. We looked at papa legba, baron Samdi, and the dark and frightening kalfou the, uh, the keeper of the evil side of the crossroads between death and life. That was Haitian voodoo. Now let's take a look at Louisiana voodoo, specifically New Orleans voodoo, which is its own style. And as you know, I, your faithful host, grew up in Louisiana and partially in New Orleans. So this is personal to me. But before we begin, it's traditional now that we do a wine tasting at the beginning of each episode. And the wine I've chosen for tonight, because I want to bring you value, that's my goal is believe it or not, a Kirkland from Costco Bordeaux. Now, again, before you laugh, it's rated 92 by James Suckling, so don't sneer at it. It's a Bordeaux Supérieur 2019 Grand Vin de Bordeaux, and it looks like the uh, Petit Frelon is the name of the chateau at the uh, at the vineyard. It's 60% Cabernet Sauvignon, 40% Merlot. So if you know Bordeaux well, you know which side of the bank that comes from. And it is a Grand Vin de Bordeaux, Appellation Bordeaux. Uh, so it has some credentials there, and so what I did is I poured a bit into the cup that I found in the secret room upstairs The cup that looks suspiciously like a human skull anyway um, All right, let's go so on the nose You know it's got your typical Bordeaux um, um, Old-world Bordeaux because it is from France uh, dark currants dark berries dark fruit Definitely some oak in there. It's it's aged for twelve months in oak barrels, by the way. Yeah, and so uh, let's take a sip here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Raspberry, dark current, definitely some woodiness there. Oh, there's some tannin too, cottony tannin feeling, medium tannins I would say, and uh, definitely firm in there. And not a huge amount of acidity to set them off. Some acidity, but not a huge amount. I'm going to say this Bordeaux is is good. It's better than average. But it's not one of the better ones I've had in my life. And then again, I mean, if you've been fortunate enough to taste Chateau Latour, Chateau Margaux, Petrice, and, the, you know, the great Bordeauxs, you can never really drink Bordeaux again without comparing it to those. But for an everyday drinker, I would say, yeah, it's only like what are you, under $8.00. Uh, it's a huge, fantastic value, I'll tell you that. And if you serve this at dinner with French cuisine, you're not going to be disappointed. I promise you that. It's definitely better than average. Um, I'm not going to give it an 8 out of 10. I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10. Because it it just lacks some of the, the subtler, more earthy, um, uh, more base flavors and elements of a really great Bordeaux. But it's not bad. All right. Continuing on to voodoo. Louisiana, New Orleans voodoo. Pretty close, almost the same thing, except that more rural practitioners that are out of the city have more access to herbs, roots, things like that to make uh, things with, to make potions and spells with. And more space, more location for uh, bonfires and uh, cemeteries, uh, ceremonies, what I meant to say, with bonfires. Contrarily, New Orleans is a pretty dark and haunted city in itself. So I would expect more of the darker side of voodoo to take place there, and voodoo today in New Orleans is hidden. It's there, believe me, it's there. But it's kind of hidden from the average tourist or the average person. New Orleans voodoo, Louisiana voodoo, in French, voodoo, Louisiana, is, um, again, is very similar to the Haitian voodoo. It's based on the African uh, uh, diaspora religions. And... Um, because of that, it has some elements of those, strong elements of those. It's also combined with Roman Catholicism. You know that the Louisiana was owned by the French and the Spanish at different times, both of whom are very, very Roman Catholic, if you know anything about their religious history. And it has influence from Haitian voodoo. The uh, Louisiana voodoo was very strong from the 18th to the 20th century, died down a bit, but it's been revived. And... Unlike some other forms of voodoo, there is no hierarchy, no authority, no one person that decides, you know, there's no pope, no voodoo pope, so to speak, in Louisiana voodoo. The deities, the loa and the um, the ancestor spirits and the gods and so forth, are very interesting uh, here. They're different from, from the Haitian and the traditional ones. Some of them uh, are I've never heard of, it's like Blondani, and then Grand Zombie, the great zombie. Zombie means spirit, by the way, in certain African languages. And Papa Leba. L, E, acute accent, B A T. Le bas, I'm assuming, is leg bas. They sound almost the same, right? Papa legba, papa leba bas. This is the French way of saying it. So these are some interesting ones. Uh-huh. And there's also strong ancestor worship, as well as an excessive emphasis on saints. Whereas in Haiti, there's less of an emphasis on Catholic saints. Louisiana and New Orleans voodoo, there's a huge emphasis on Catholic saints. As well as gris gris in Cajun French, or gris gris which is uh, charms, potions, things like that, very strong. In fact, you can go into New Orleans sh- voodoo shops today. Just, they're on the, right there in the open and buy love spells, money spells, potions. Some of them are oils, liquids. Some of them are herbal mixtures, teas, things like that. that are gris gris, which are supposed to, it's like a form of magic. Yes, it is. Um, so, like the traditional African religions and like Haitian voodoo, there is a creator god but he, she, it is re- removed. Like created the universe and stepped back and said, okay, good luck everyone. You can't access directly the, uh, the creator god of a Louisiana voodoo or any voodoo, but you can access that god through um, through these minor deities, these loa, or these spirits, these ancestors, and so forth. Minor deities, I guess, is the best way to, uh, to describe them. Now, Louisiana Voodoo is interesting, and it's it's unique in this around the world. Is that it has a lot of white practitioners too. Uh, traditionally, Voodoo is an African religion, and most practitioners are black um, in terms of you know ethnicity, skin color, however you want to say it. But Louisiana Voodoo has a lot of white practitioners too, w- w- practitioners too, which is very it's, it's unusual, very unusual, and it's been persecuted a lot. Louisiana Voodoo in New Orleans, under the Spaniards, you see. They uh, were afraid of the slaves uh, rebelling and revolting, so they were very, very strict about what they could do. Well, what were the French you know, take over, the French were very lenient on the slaves. Oh, well, lenient on the slaves. How can you be lenient on a person who's chattel a slave, right? Uh, but in terms of just comparatively lenient, they gave them a day off. They could meet in Congo Square where they could sell things they made to, to help to buy their freedom. Uh, they could have their uh, uh, you know, dances and, and social time in Congo Square and so forth. And the Spanish were against that, but the French were okay with that. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's been very persecuted. Probably most uh, most persecuted form of voodoo in the world uh, historically. Also, in modern uh, New Orleans voodoo, there's not only the element of Catholicism, strong uh, element of Catholicism, but also Judaism, Hinduism, even, and the Kabbalah, the, the mystical Kabbalah, the mystical Jewish scriptures. Very interesting, huh? And again, disorganized, no organization, no hierarchy, which is unusual. Uh, no formal beliefs or theology or doctrines, although you know there's there's it's oral, right? Oral, uh, passed down orally, I guess you could say. And um, it's a lot of scholars of Louisiana voodoo, a lot of practitioners too. A lot of them would claim that they're monotheistic because of the one creator god, but they, you know, you say well don't you also worship the minor deities and so forth? And they would turn around and say, what about you, Roman Catholic? Don't you have a one God created the world, but don't you also have St. Mary, St. Joseph, St. Francis of Assisi, all these saints, right? They say, what's, this, what's the real difference there? A lot of the uh, Louisiana minor deities were, they're unknown today what exactly their role was because when voodoo kind of died out before it was revived, people forgot. So uh, Blanc Danny, White Danny, or Monsieur Danny. Was one of the big uh, minor deities. Um, uh, another one called Voodoo Magnon, Another one, Grandfather Rattlesnake. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, shown as a snake. By the way, in Western Christian tradition, snakes are seen as kind of uh, you know low and to be feared and, and bad and evil because of the Garden of Eden. But in many religions and cultures, they're seen as symbols of wisdom and knowledge, right? Not not evil, but but actually helpful. Uh, Dambara Souton, another of the minor deities. And Grand Zombie, I love that one, the big zombie, Grand Zombie, which is actually Spirit, the Great Spirit. Um, Papa Leba, which I told you about. Uh, Liba, or Laba sometimes. Laba Limba, <laughs> a trickster. He's a trickster and a doorkeeper, much like Papa Legba of Haitian Voodoo. Uh, yeah, so um, another one, Monsieur à son coeur um monsieur agusu uh, we have Verikite, uh, a spirit of illness monsieur dombarras was linked to death charlo was a child deity um jean makulumba <laughs> uh, mamayou yonsu or yonsue samunga and like i said these have been lost their functions whereas you you can know in haitian voodoo which deity does what here, they've been forgotten, right? Who knows what they once did, because they were only referred to in some historical writings. But remember that, you know, the slaves didn't, most of them did not read or write. So this is an oral tradition, like many, many um, faces of African culture, uh, you know, is oral tradition. Um, yeah, so they also have taken on some of the Haitian lois, which we talked about last time. And then the creator God is Le Bon Dieu, the good Lord, And, uh, yeah, so this religion developed in Louisiana and especially New Orleans under the harsh supervision of the Spanish and slightly less harsh of the French with slaves who couldn't read or write. So, you know, it's basically an entire oral religion that's been really persecuted. The spirits of the dead, very important in Louisiana and New Orleans voodoo, ancestor spirits. While they are also important in Haitian voodoo, they're much more important in Louisiana voodoo. Uh, these these spirits of the dead and communicating with them is very important, and they're often during uh, ceremonies along with the deities they're often invoked. These minor spirits, I mean these ancestor spirits. Uh, lots of Roman Catholicism, like I said, many New, or- uh, New Orleans, many c- Catholic saints have a counterpart in New Orleans Voodoo, right? This syncretism of these two religions that were forced together. One popular Catholic saint is Saint Anthony of Padua. He's the patron saint of um, the Congo uh, slaves who once they had kind of adopted Christianity. And uh, he's a very important one. Also, um, the Roman Catholic saints, while they have, in Louisiana Voodoo, they have a Voodoo counterpart, they still have retained their, their unique identity as Catholic saints. In fact, uh, Marie Laveau, Marie Laveau, the famous Voodoo pri- uh, priestess, who we'll talk about next time, was a devout Catholic. <laughs> as well as a voodoo practitioner. Also, this is unique about Louisiana New Orleans voodoo, that it's matriarchal. Women are the ones in charge, unlike men in uh, Haitian voodoo in other areas, which sounds good to me. You know, women are in charge. All right, so the voodoo rituals are very similar to in Haiti. Uh, basically, you have the, uh, you prepare, you, you uh, have people who are doing a ritual kind of dancing. Then if they are mounted by the deity or the spirit, they're possessed and they may act or do move certain ways and then uh, afterwards not remember what happened, but they have a message for the other people there. And they use songs and chanting and sometimes fire to to invite these spirits in. Some of them even recite the Apostles' Creed and pray, uh, you know, Hail Mary. Interesting, huh? Uh, St. John's Eve, which is June 23rd, it's a very important Religious holiday in New Orleans in general, but also in Louisiana, voodoo. And uh, it's a big deal in New Orleans. Um, all right. So we have, okay, so the practitioners in New Orleans voodoo often wear white in their ceremonies, ceremonies and paint their faces with white paint, which on a, a black person is very striking, right? It looks it looks really impressive. Uh, you have, just like Haitian voodoo, you'd have dancing around the miton which means in Haitian Creole, the, the center post and flags called drapeaux, uh, the French drapeau, they're called drapeaux, um while Haitian Creole songs are sung. Uh, special drawings called vevé are used to invoke spirits. And then like I said, the possessed individual is called a horse, a cheval, while the, the spirits mount them. Sacrifice, very important uh, in Louisiana and New Orleans voodoo. Not only gifts of, you know, libation, pouring out drinks, and gifts of food and herbs, but animal sacrifices. Uh, sacrifice the animal, then after the ritual, you you eat it. Um, just like, by the way, in Old Testament, uh, the priests ate the remaining part of the animal. And in terms of human sacrifice, there's not a whole lot of, let's say, cement-proof, concrete evidence. But there are lots of very, very uh, strong um, rumors of it or claims of it in Louisiana, New Orleans voodoo, that human sacrifice, especially. Um, uh, white children, you know. You can understand, now, Now this might be something white people said to, to cast aspersion on the black practitioners. Or, you would imagine, if it did exist, you can imagine why black slaves might be a little angry at white people. So, you know, but I'm not saying they did sacrifice children, just that it is a, a, a story, a rumor out there, okay, but no proof. Mm, Marie Laveau, very famous, said so we'll talk about her next time. She also, uh, interestingly enough... Carried a snake around with her all the time, and again, the snake seen as a wisdom symbol, a good thing, wisdom and knowledge, not as the evil, uh, the, you know, Satan, as the Bible. But when you think about it, in the in the story of the Garden of Eden and creation, the serpent really was wisdom and knowledge, right? <laughs> the the knowledge of good and evil. They couldn't Adam and Eve couldn't eat from that tree, because they lacked the knowledge, and the serpent gave them knowledge. So even in the Old Testament, you see traces of this snake as a, a wisdom. Creature not as necessarily always as evil. Charms the gris gris very important. Sometimes you have something wrapped up in red flannel. You carry it around in a pouch. If you ever in New Orleans and you see someone with that, that's what it's for. Um, yes, there are curses in New Orleans voodoo, and that's not all it's about. It's it's a full religion, like I said. But there are curses. You can have cursed objects that you place somewhere in the house of the victim under their pillow, sneak it into their clothes. Uh, Also this, put a coffin with their name on it on their doorstep, so they wake up in the morning and open the door there's a coffin with their name on it. That's a heavy curse. Mm, You can hex others with black crosses. Uh, Salt. Uh, Salt also used to prevent evil from entering your house. Mm, Different parts of animals. Grave dirt. And in Louisiana Voodoo, it's very specific, and this also around around the South of the U.S. That powdered brick, you know, brick dust can be strewn across a doorway to keep evil from entering. So uh, you don't see. Usually, it's salt in the rest of the world, but brick dust, huh? And the idea of a Voodoo doll, by the way, is not is not a part of Voodoo. (laughs) It's a myth. It. it really is from the, uh, these little dolls, people in the ba- uh, Bakongo religion in the Congo region of Africa have these little dolls called Nsiki Nkondi, N- sorry, Nkisi Nkonde Nkisi Nkondi, Nkisi Nkonde And they are these little dolls that are believed to hold spirits, often evil spirits and devils, and you activate them by knocking them together or by sticking nails in them or pins in them. That sends the spirit out to do some horrible thing to your enemy. Right? So black magic, very, very black magic. But that's not a part of Voodoo that voodoo dolls was part of this other African religion that somehow was, was mixed up with voodoo. Today in uh, New Orleans, there are lots of voodoo shops for healing. Healing was very important in Louisiana Voodoo and is important. Lots of herbs and other stuff like that, root work, herb work. And uh, you know you can buy a healing potion, a healing spell, things like that. Now, I know we've been kind of examining voodoo as religion. Next time, we're going to talk about the darker side of it, because that's why we're here at Fangs and Folklore, isn't it? Not just to learn about these things, but to get a thrill out of them, right, and see what they mean to the human condition. Uh, So uh, hoodoo, we're going to talk about, too, is an offshoot of voodoo. It's practiced in the South in general, in the rural South in the U.S., and it's the darker side of stuff. That's the cursing and hexing and and so forth, right? Uh, So I wanted to share this with you. in the, the the abandoned castle here, Fangs in folklore studio. I, I came to to work to tonight. I do film at night, as you can tell. And um, someone had left this little doll. If you can see that, in my uh, on the doorstep, and, and it's a needle. So I, I'm not sure. I I don't know. Could is that a Nkisi uh, and or a an alleged voodoo doll or so in that, in, the, the, uh, in Kisim Kondi, the ones I told you about, they're not a part of voodoo. Essentially what you do is you have the image, and this is, this is uh, someone, uh, contains an evil spirit, and this is the image of my enemy. And, you know, you take a needle, poke in the, uh, let's say, in the shoulder. Oh, God, what the hell? I worked out today for the first time in a while. My shoulder's a little sore. So you'd um, take it, a part of the body, you know, the shoulder, the stomach. Oh, my God. God I think I had some bad gumbo last night. My stomach's hurting. Uh, you know, even in the chest, if you really, really want to hurt them... Oh, my God! Oh, I think I have some indigestion there, some... Oh, there we go, much better. And man, if you really want to do them damage, you can stick it in the head... It...